Hey, listeners, before we get started, if you're enjoying these episodes, you can actually check them out on YouTube in full video. You can just search Honest Ecommerce and you'll get pulled right to our channel. Make sure you subscribe and ring the bell for all the updates. You can't enter the marketplace without a differentiated product and value proposition. You have to be bringing something to the market that... Welcome to Honest Ecommerce, a podcast dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running a direct-to-consumer brand does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. On this podcast, we interview founders and experts who are putting in the work and creating real results. I also share my own insights from running our top Shopify consultancy, Electric Eye. We cut the fluff in favor of facts to help you grow your e-commerce business. Let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Honesty Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And today, I love it when I get to interview two founders at once. I'm welcoming the show Thayer and Jennifer coming to me from Carved Designs. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having us. Hi. Absolutely. So for those that don't know, can you just give me a quick kind of crash course on the products that you're bringing to market over at Carved Designs? Yeah, absolutely. Carved Designs is an aspirational lifestyle brand. And we try and make women feel good when they get dressed every day, whether they're dressing to go on a surf trip or just going to the soccer field to watch the kid play or shopping around. Um, our, our motto really is um, you know, feel good when you're getting dressed every day. And we've been at it for a little while trying to make that happen. You absolutely have been at it a little while. So take me back to 2003. Where did the idea to start this brand come from? Um, well, we were quite literally sitting on a hammock in Sayulita, Mexico um, on our very first surf trip with nothing to wear. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> um, and so that is kind of when the idea formulated. Um, we were a little bit frustrated planning for the trip, um, got on the trip. Um, and we were both, I think, brought men's board shorts with us and bikinis that were not cute um, and just felt a little bit strange out there um, trying to battle the waves. Um, and so that is literally how it all kind of came to fruition. Absolutely. So you guys, you have this idea, you see a hole in the market. How long does it take from that beach conversation to, you know, you got to sample product in your hand? The sample product probably took a few years. So we, we came back from uh, the surf trip and then started to try and make sure that our vision was based a little bit in reality and started planning the business. And and we were both uh, in our late 20s and otherwise employed. And it took us a little while to, to take the plunge, if you will. Uh, but once we did so, then it was about a year to have prototype. So we we uh, had conceived the idea in in late 2001 and then finally launched the business in mid-2003. But we had no experience in apparel whatsoever. I mean, we knew nothing and we didn't know what we were doing. I mean, we went to the Academy of Arts here in San Francisco to buy books on pattern making, CAD, apparel CAD design, what um, any sort of production looked like. And so we weren't going to be able to raise any money, uh, but we knew we had a good idea. And we traveled down to San Diego and put a trade, uh, uh, trade show booth in the back of our car and tried to sell some product. 
Absolutely. And so was that the launch was just going to trade shows or how, you know, how did it evolve from there? Yeah. So the first launch was for product and we went to the uh, ASR trade show in San Diego where we were launching to wholesale specialty retailers. And, um, you know, our first product was in store in spring of 2004. Nice. So was that the the game plan at the beginning was kind of the wholesale model? Yeah, absolutely. We wanted to make sure that we could find our customer and um, having people feel the product in person is an integral part of their purchasing experience. And and so we wanted wanted to start there. Well, and the internet internet shopping wasn't really popular back then in the ancient times. Uh, well, that was a, a question that I had for you coming up. It was, you know, uh, when did, you know, getting Carve Designs online and start selling direct consumer become such a major piece? I know it's a bigger piece today because we have some history. But uh, for those that don't know, obviously, you know, it came along the online element and kind of changed the game for you. Yeah, I mean, so for us, online shopping, just like a, a lot of other experiences, has, has always been part of the experience and say, like, 2007, I think we launched our first website. And, um, and then we consistently have a customer following that that finds it convenient. And, and we've continued to raise our brand awareness through social media and online selling, really with a huge emphasis since 2016. And funny enough, our very first website, you couldn't shop online. It was just like a go here and see <laughs> learn about the brand. Yeah, learn about the brand, but you couldn't buy a thing. Yeah. And it was actually not very functional at all. But it was beautiful. We were like, it has to be beautiful. Do you remember uh, when you finally kind of dove all in on e-commerce and started getting your first sales online? Was there anything surprising about it? Well, what we always loved about it was that our customer liked the same product, whether she was shopping in store or online. And so we knew that we were continuing to serve a customer that felt like she was finding something she couldn't find somewhere else. Now, we can kind of take it to the to the present again. You guys have such a an amazing history, you know, have the goals of Carve changed? Like where do you see the company heading in the future? Total world domination. No, just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we, we've talked extensively about um, so many, going so many different avenues, but um, possibly opening up stores. Um, but we have a lot of low-hanging fruit right now, especially with growing the e-commerce. Um, and so we're really excited about that. Um, but I definitely think that we want to be a lifestyle brand that people know and can rely on. Um, that's... I mean, I guess my only word that I can come up with is like household name. Um, but I think, you know, some big brand presence is, is a huge goal of ours. Absolutely. Now, with trying to become a household brand, I know you guys create amazing products. Um, how are you marketing those these days? Obviously, there's been some crazy stuff that's happened with iOS 15 and, and all sorts of attribution is, is crazy. You know, what what is working for you and what what are you trying to tell? What would you tell a young entrepreneur that was, you know, trying to get into the marketing of, of uh, products in your space, the women's space? Well, <laughs> I mean, like you, you, it, it, it's become additionally more complex over the last couple of years. I, I do think that, um, it got it became a little bit easy. Um, Facebook made finding new customers, at least in our demographic, easier than it had been prior 
to that. So we we sort of thought about digital marketing from for the last little bit as sort of the wild west. You know, you could just kind of throw stuff out there and it would work. And and you could you could spend a lot of money across different channels and a lot of them were very efficient, but you've had to become a lot smarter right now. So I think you know that you can't enter the marketplace without a differentiated product and value proposition. You have to be bringing something to the market that that she or whoever your customer base can't find anywhere else. And then you have to be very strategic about how you're spending your limited resources. I mean, money doesn't grow on trees. And these are these are businesses that have to figure out how to make money, not just spend it. And, and then you need a good team of people who understand who your customer is, what you're selling, and how do you appeal to her. And that has become more complicated. I mean, we, we market across every digital channel and direct mail. Um, I mean, I we're not getting into television right now, but I think there are lots of emerging brands that are because the efficacy of digital advertising has decreased um, in growing brand awareness. So you're looking back at channels that you know work. I I've seen competitive brands recently spend a lot of money like sponsoring um, athletic events and and getting back into more traditional media. So really, it's it's a question of just. Continuing to go back to fundamentals. How are you going to find your customer? And do you have a product that she, she or they want that differentiates yourself and makes it more compelling from a competitive marketplace? Absolutely. It's been a lot of fun over the last couple of years to see the more traditional media, all these direct consumer brands go into it. Yeah, I remember seeing the first time I saw the, like a billboard for what I know was like a direct, like direct consumer digital native brand. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I was like, that must be actually a better CPM or, or a cost to, to do that route these days, uh, you know. Well, you know, that's where it becomes very complicated, right? You can't track it the same way I mean, the, that you can a click uh, on search for shopping. And and so you really have to take a, a holistic view at all of your marketing spend. And, you know, we launched this beautiful marketing campaign this spring, Women Good. And Jen has her first documentary film that's out um, show, talking to people about our influence as a brand and, and who we stand for. And you can't, you can't measure that necessarily on a cost per click, but you can think about it as creating a brand. Absolutely. And I think that's something a lot of young entrepreneurs don't really... Uh figure out really like the, and they they someone needs to specifically tell them and then there's a huge difference between marketing and advertising advertising is kind of going for that response going for that sales and marketing is strictly for brand awareness and getting your name into people's heads and and, and kind of getting trying to walk them down that no like and trust kind of small funnel that a lot of people like to talk about out there if you're struggling with scaling your sales, maybe Electric Eye can help. Our team has helped our clients generate millions of dollars in additional revenue through our unique brand scaling framework. You can learn more about our agency at electriceye.io. That's E-L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-Y-E.io. Mesa is the easy to use answer for automating the everyday challenges of running a Shopify store. Find more aha moments when you're spending less time in the weeds and can focus on the bigger picture. With automations, you have all the power of code without the learning curve. You can easily customize how Shopify and your apps work with one-click integrations. From auto-tagging orders to sending order details to Google Sheets or Airtable, Mesa connects your data where it's needed most. 
To put it quite simply, Mesa is a better way to work. So find your peace of mind and kick up your feet with a simplified workload to manage the everyday stress of running your Shopify store. Search for Mesa, that's M-E-S-A, in the Shopify App Store and download the app today. Free plan available with no cost setup included. Q4 is the main event for e-commerce and DTC brands. All those months of preparation, managing inventory, and balancing your cash flow are about to pay off. But how can you use this holiday season as a springboard to make 2023 your best year yet? The answer is funding. Funding opens doors for your business. It enables you to place larger inventory orders, invest more in marketing, and ultimately grow your business. Plus, now is the best time of the year to secure funding as you can unlock the best rates. Revenue-based finance from Wayflyer is fairer, faster, and more flexible than traditional funding options out there. Get approved for funding in hours and cash in your account within days. There's no interest rates or personal guarantees, just one simple fee. Most importantly, you keep full ownership of the rocket ship of a business you've worked so hard to build. To learn more about funding from Wayflyer and how you can unlock growth for your business and turn the main event of Q4 into a record year in 2023, visit wayflyer.com slash ecom slash honest. That's wayflyer.com slash ecom with two M's slash honest. Wayflyer, funding a better way. Our partner Rewind can protect your e-commerce store by automatically backing up your business critical data. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Trusted by over 100,000 businesses, from side hustles to the biggest online retailers like Nix, Paul Mitchell, and Pampers. Best of all, visit rewind.com slash honest e-commerce to get your first month absolutely free. That's rewind.com slash honest e-commerce. Getting an online business off the ground isn't easy. So if you find yourself working late, tackling a to-do list that's a mile long with your fifth cup of coffee by your side, remember, great email doesn't have to be complicated. That's what Klaviyo is for. It's the email and SMS platform built to help e-commerce brands earn more money by creating genuine customer relationships. Once you set up your free Klaviyo account, you can start sending beautiful branded messages in minutes thanks to drag and drop design templates and built-in guidance. And with e-commerce specific recommendations and insights, you can keep growing your business as you go. Get started with a free account at klaviyo.com slash honest. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash H-O-N-E-S-T. The small funnel is easy to track and then it holds people accountable and you can view it over a very short span and no, nobody has attention spans. You have to be doing long range planning and think about your diversity of spend so that you can invest in growing the brand while also then paying attention to metrics like conversion rates. You've been doing this for quite some time, uh, almost two decades. Um, you know, maybe... Oh, don't remind us. <laughs> no, it's it's amazing. Uh, you know what? What's the statistic? Most ninety percent of brands fail in the first year. You guys are, are. I've been doing it for so long. But this question though is, you know, through that that time, do any mistakes come to mind that you like want to mention for the listeners? Be like, hey, we did this. We made this mistake. Don't do this. I feel like. First of all, like making a mistake is the only way that you can kind of figure out where you went wrong and why. And so it's always a learning, it's always a place of learning. So I, you can't say like, oh, this was a mistake, avoid this. Because I think that 
one mistake for car might not be a mistake for rumple. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it, it, it's all different, but yeah. So like <laughs> there's been so many mistakes on so many different levels. As far as don't do the only thing you have to make sure you do is invest in your intellectual property rights before you invest in the business. Yeah. Like, you know, that is, that's a non-starter. And if you can't afford to do that, you shouldn't be starting a business because you will potentially risk all of your investment in the business for the business not being able to move forward. So intellectual property is a non-starter for people. And then, you know, you have to have a team. Jen and I were lucky in that we, we were our team and our skill sets are very complementary and are, are, have been able to evolve over time. You, you have to be able to understand like your strength, your weakness, what am I not good at? How am I going to hire and to help that or find an advisor to push me forward? But you have to be very aware of what you're good at and what you're not good at um, because there are going to be obstacles thrown at you and you better be able to figure out how to solve those problems. Yeah, the ego has to be put to the side yeah. for sure. And if you can't do that, then yeah, you'll definitely you'll just go down. <laughs> Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Learning your strengths and weaknesses and, and then hiring for your weaknesses is like the ultimate key to kind of finding growth and, and allowing you to focus on the things that you're uniquely or independently the best at. That's right. So. Now, is there anything that I didn't ask you about today that you think might resonate with our audience? Well, I think you didn't ask us if we've had fun. <laughs> have you had fun building a business over the over the yeah it's a lot of fun i mean it's really stressful but it's it's um if you had to ask both of us you know is there anything else we would have rather been doing the answer is no and at the end of the day that makes you feel good going to bed at night even if you're worried about whatever problem you're having that day in order to continue to push the business forward you feel fulfilled in a way that you may not have if you didn't take that risk yeah i mean entrepreneurship is the coolest thing in the world you know you can wake up and solve problems for people or invent you know solutions to problems it's so much fun um, i think that it also is something that is you can learn to be a better entrepreneur but if you don't really have that that drive and you got to be a little bit more open to risk at times. You absolutely have to be open to risk. Yes. Yes. You have to be willing to let everything drop away tomorrow and start again. Yeah. But you know, you can always find another way to make it a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's not about that, right? It's about how you feel. Yeah. As long as you're happy. And you need the money in order to uh, feel secure at night and, and raising your family. And there are lots of different ways to make money. I mean, some people climb the corporate ladder, you know, or they're like you and they continue to make choices where they're doing something that they love. And, and that's where we are. We, um, we chose to literally quit our corporate jobs to start something that we believed in. And now we're really excited. We love that most of the people that work for us are women and their moms and, we provide them a supportive environment where they can continue to thrive as, as career women. We're focused on making sure that our product has the least um, impact on the environment that it can while we're in our manufacturing process. And you know, we recognize that it's sometimes hard to feel good and we're giving you a little 
piece of goodness in, in your life every day. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for that. You know, I, I forget to ask, you know, it, it, it's all about the journey, right? It's not the destination. That's right. Yeah. Now we are though coming up on the end of the podcast here. For those that are curious about the products that we've been talking so much about, where should they go to check them out? Carvedesigns.com. <laughs> and many and so many other places, but carvedesigns.com has the entire line. Um, but then we have some great partners like Title IX, REI, Backcountry. I, I, I don't want to piss people off by missing because there's so many. We're going with car. Yeah. Yeah. We're going with car. And check out the Oahu short, which is this retro classic cutoff corduroy short that is in, I think, at least 20 colors right now because <laughs> everyone has to have their specific piece. And then our swimwear, our two-piece swimwear is fabulous. And, and women of all ages, from my teenage daughters to Jen's mom, find something that like because the prints are vibrant and fresh and the fit is totally solid. Absolutely. I couldn't thank you guys so much for coming on the show today and I hope to have you back soon. Thank you. All right. I can't thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their knowledge and journey with us. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our own business. You can find all the links in the show notes. Make sure you head over to honestecommerce.co to check out all of the other amazing content that we have. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review. And obviously, if you're thinking about growing your business, check out our agency at electriceye.io. Until next time.